This is HPR episode 1778 entitled Nefak and Vicursa Keys and is part of the series Vim Hints. It is hosted by Steve Bickle and is about 9 minutes long. The summary is more about Roman 6 Vim and my Nefak virtual machine. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi, I'm Steve Bickle and this episode is NetHack and Vi Cursor Keys. It's my contribution, partially inspired by the recent series of Vi and Vim podcasts, and also by Frank Bell's recent episode, Introduction to Rogue Class Linux. In addition to my piece here, I also want to use this opportunity to point out an excellent podcast about Vim that's complementary to the series on HPR. I was pleased to see recently that Thomas Gideon's The Command Line podcast is back from a hiatus and I want to make sure others are aware. His 12th of April podcast is an essay entitled Hope and Fear in the World of Vim where he discusses his use of Vim throughout his career as a programmer. You can find this podcast at thecommandline.net. So let's get on to Vi. The text editor Vi was written long ago by Bill Joy in the late 70s, before the advent of PC keyboard and cursor keys. So the default key mappings for left, down, up and right being H, J, K and L are not immediately familiar to a PC keyboard user. The original machine for which Vi was written used the AD-M3A terminal where H, J, K and L had the cursor arrow keys engraved upon them. Vi is installed as a default choice on many distros and where it is not there is invariably a package available so that it can be easily added. Some, if not most distros, come with Vim installed by default. Vim by the way stands for Vi Improved. This does have the cursor keys mapped nicely for a modern PC keyboard as well as for the original keys. Vim is always al- aliased as Vi, so if it's been installed, when you enter Vi, you get Vim. Vi is a pretty lightweight bit of code, whereas Vim has more dependencies, so sometimes Vi is still preferred as the default install package. For instance, Debian and many of its derivatives have Vi rather than Vim installed by default. So if you're distro hopping or working on other people's systems, you can generally generally rely on having Vi available, but you can't be sure to get Vim. So it's useful to be conversant with the Vi key mappings, along with the working knowledge of some of the basic commands. Then you'll never be at a loss for a text editor when needing to hack around in a Linux box. 
For me, as, occasion, as an occasional user of VI, the most challenging keys to remember to use are the H, J, K and L cursor keys, since muscle memory has my fingers diving for the arrow keys. This is where the NetHack game comes in, and which is really what this article or episode is about. So to NetHack. NetHack is a terminal-based dungeon adventure game which uses the same cursor keys as Vi and other old Unix programs. Play this game for a few hours and you'll never struggle with Vi cursor keys again. The goal of the game is to retrieve the amulet from the lowest level of the dungeon and return to the surface with it for your god. NetHack presents as a text-based adventure with each level gradually being revealed to you in an on-screen, character-based level map. As you travel through the dungeon, more of the level is revealed. As you play, your character gains more experience and it levels up its capabilities. You play as one of a number of types of character and race. These include many of the usual Dungeons and Dragons types. Archaeologists, most likely inspired by Indiana Jones, and tourists, which definitely owe very much to Terry Pratchett. Each role and race has their own initial characteristics, default inventory items, levels of resilience, and the ability to learn various skills. For instance, a wizard will advance his spellmaking capabilities faster than a footpad. Although seemingly simplistic, a simplistic terminal-based game, there's a lot more going on in NetHack than is at first apparent. Originally released in 1987, it was actively developed with improvements to gameplay features until 2003. Since then, there have been minor updates and ports to different platforms have been added. However, there's rumoured to be a release with further gameplay improvements sometime this year. The game has real depth and subtlety that is gradually revealed the more you play. It's not an easy game to win. From my experience to the date, that may not even be possible. But the more you play it, the better strategies you devise, and the more rewarding the game becomes. There's a complexity to this game. It's probably more complex than most modern 3D HD graphic adventures that you might find. Although there's a NetHack wiki where information about how to play can be sought, the true elite apparently learn through playing. I'd suggest having a go, then when you become familiar with YASDs, yet another stupid death, there's a lot of them, you'll have enough experience to want to answer a few burning questions with the wiki in order to play a more satisfying game. Although a challenging game, it's not a difficult game to play once you've remembered a few keyboard commands. And this game can be played just about anywhere because the game has a GPL license and there are many ports and flavours available. It's possible to play on most platforms. I've tried it on Linux, Android and even as a Google Chrome app. Although the iOS port wasn't usable on our old iPad or on a colleague's new iPhone. There are various ports for the Windows platform, some of which replace the character-based interface with Windows 3.1 style tile interface or a 3D isometric graphical interface. Personally, I'd prefer to stick with a traditional character interface since the graphics don't really add anything to the gameplay. In fact, 
when I play the game on my Windows laptop, I use a minimal Debian install running on VirtualBox. I have it set up to auto-run NetHack and shut down when exiting the game. Then I launch the VM directly with a shortcut containing the VirtualBox command that I keep on the desktop. So this is how I set up my NetHack VM. First I created a VirtualBox VM with one core, 256 meg of RAM and an 8 gigabyte hard drive. I could actually have got away with a 2 gigabyte hard drive. Then I installed a minimum install of Debian, configured networking and installed NetHack using apps get install. Once NetHack was installed I disabled the networking so I don't have to wait for a network connection to time out on booting up the machine if my laptop's not online. To make Debian Auto start with a particular user you can edit the etc init tab and alter one of the tty invocations. I changed this line 1 colon 2345 colon respawn colon forward slash sbin forward slash mingetti space tty1 so to log into my account automatically I actually added in after mingetti minus minus auto login steve so having inserted that in there when you reboot the machine it automatically logs into that account to get NetHack to run on startup and the VM to shut down on exiting the game, you can edit the user's .bashrc file and append these three commands to the end of the game. First of all, clear. This ensures the screen's clear prior to running the game. Then on the next line, NetHack to actually run the game. And then to finally close down the machine when you exit the game, Add the line sudo shutdown minus h now. Because NetHack's a terminal based game, it doesn't hammer the battery in portable machines, making it an ideal travel game for a commuter. Even if you're not a gamer, I suggest it's worth a look at NetHack. It might be the one computer game that really grabs your attention. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.